I am so glad you're with us, and I hope things are going really well with you. We're in a series that's focused on the basics of spiritual growth, and there is basically no way around the fundamentals of growth. I spent a lot of time playing baseball in my youth. For instance, I one summer I played 100 games on four different teams. I was kind of a nut. I enjoy baseball, and so I'm glad it's starting up soon. Spring training's about to happen. It's actually, it starts today. And for the MLB players, um, they'll be working on the fundamentals of the game in spring training. There's no way around those fundamentals. And it's interesting, one of the fundamentals that players are going to be working on is memorizing the signs that the coaches give hitters from third base, the third base coach, and that catchers give pitchers so they know what pitch is coming. Here's a catcher giving signs to a pitcher. If the pitcher misses a sign from the catcher and throws the wrong pitch, it can be really bad. If you're expecting a 70-mile-an-hour off-speed pitch and the pitcher throws a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, it, it can take your head off. And it makes catchers really mad if pitchers keep missing the signs. I mean, you know, once is understandable, but but a pattern, and some some pitchers, just have a hard time remembering the signs. Here's a third base coach giving signs to the hitter. Some players have a harder time learning these signs than others, and so they miss the signs from the coach. Um, sometimes they don't even look for the signs, but not, not in the major leagues. That was more like Little League. But when a sign is missed... It stops momentum in the game, which is crucial in baseball for winning. You gotta have the mo. You gotta have the momentum. On the teams I played on, it tended to be the same guys who missed signs because they struggled with memorizing them. Today, we're talking about scripture memory. It's a fundamental of spiritual growth, which frankly, is way more important than baseball. But like learning and memorizing signs in baseball, scripture memory is more difficult for some than others. But since it pays major dividends in our spiritual growth, that we're going to see how uh, in a few moments as we walk through this message, um, since it does pay dividends for growth, our enemy provides a tremendous amount of resistance to it. He wants to distract us. He wants to take away our concentration. And it, it, can, be, it can be a fight just to memorize a, a verse. Um, if you've tried to memorize scripture, you, you know that. If, if you're new to it, you should expect that. Scripture memory is definitely one of the most difficult disciplines in the Christian life to do, but it's so vital to our spiritual growth. And let's face it, following Christ is difficult. 
one reason it's difficult is that it complicates life. You you have to consider things as a Christ follower that other folks don't have to consider. Like when I was a teen, I understood that I should be dating girls and intending to marry girls who are following Christ. But the problem is that that limits the field tremendously. Um, and it's a real bummer for a teenager, a guy with raging hormones who's attracted to a girl right now to have to restrain that. But hey, it was good for me to do that. G.K. Chesterton was an influential philosopher, writer, and lay theologian in the late 19th century and early 20th century. And I agree with this statement he made. Christianity has not so much been tried and found wanting as it has been found difficult and left untried. That is so true. Christianity is difficult. It is hard to obey Christ. And yes, following Christ is hard, but not following is harder. Obedience and the discipline necessary to obey the Lord are difficult, but disobedience and slack bring damaging consequences that really make an impact on our lives. And that's why scripture memory is so important. It, it has benefits to it that we'll look at right now. The Bible says memorizing God's word is key to obedience. It helps us avoid the pain of disobedience. And, you know, not following Christ is harder than following him. So it helps us avoid that pain. The light bulb transformed the life of people throughout the world, as we know. Um, and uh, as you likely know, Thomas Edison invented it. But he was asked one time how he came up with the idea for the light bulb and how he figured out how to make it work. And what he said was, I thought about it all the time. That's interesting, isn't it? The Bible is clear that if we want to unlearn our habits that hurt us, we need to think about the Word of God all the time. To do that, we must go through the discipline of memorizing the Word of God. Scripture memory has many benefits. One is that it guards us against sin. Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you have the word of God stored up in your heart, the Holy Spirit can bring it to mind and keep you from temptation. And it guards us. He, he uses it to guard us against sin or to lead us away from sin if we're into it. Also, what scripture memory does is it, it gives us a knowledge of God's will so that we can draw on the word of God 
to apply it to the situations of life as they flow by. Another benefit is that scripture memory leads to progress and wisdom. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This verse says that the Bible shall not depart from your mouth. It's another way of saying you got it memorized. And it says next, you shall meditate on it day and night. The word meditate in Hebrew that this was originally written in literally means to, to meditate, to moan, to growl, to utter, to speak. So biblical meditation, this is inferring that it's mulling over the truth of Scripture and saying it to yourself over and over again, maybe under your breath or just you're mulling it around in your mind so that you can better grasp its truth. This this is not the same as the kind of meditation you hear about in Eastern religions, yoga, relaxation, relaxation therapy. Uh, they encourage you to let your mind go blank and to think about absolutely nothing. That's not what biblical meditation is. Instead, what this passage is saying is that you're mulling over the Word of God for a purpose. And the purpose for biblical meditation is so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. And if you do that, there are two promises embedded in this passage here. First, you will make your way prosperous. The word prosperous in the Hebrew literally means to push forward. As you do what God says to do, you make the right kind of process, uh, progress in life. And, you know, if you think about it, as you're understanding from the scripture what is most important in life, what's most important to God, you're even setting the right goals. So as situations flow by, you need to know the right goals to set. And a, a knowledge of scripture helps you to set the right goals, and it helps you to do the obedience that's necessary to reach the right goals. You're consistently moving toward them as you uh, memorize, meditate, and you're careful to do what God has said to do. You're making progress. You're pushing forward. It's It's an amazing thing. The second promise in this passage is, you will have good success. Now, this isn't the American dream of success with houses and cars and riches. Um, the Hebrew word for success here, though, means to be prudent and act wisely. And this is really what we need for each situation, for every circumstance of life as it flows by. We make choices every day. Those choices have consequences, and we need wisdom to make the right choices. Wisdom 
has three dimensions to it. It always does what is toward God righteous, meaning it, it, it does what is righteous or right before God as you're handling life, you're thinking about, and because you've got the word of God in your heart, you know what God would want in a specific situation. So you're, you're setting out to do what's right before God. It pleases him and it lines up with his will as revealed in scripture. Toward people, wisdom does what is just. Justice is doing what is equitable toward others, giving to each person what they're due without partiality. And then toward goals, wisdom is prudent, exercises good judgment in the choice of the goal, and in taking the best path to accomplish or reach the goal. And it it has with it the best timing and procedure. That's being prudent. You're, you, you know the best timing. You know the best goal in a given situation. And you have the right path to accomplish the goal. And you use the right timing and procedure to accomplish it. You learn wisdom in the word of God. And you soak it up. You store it in your heart so that you can be familiar with the truth and principles of the word of God so that you can apply them to life as it flows by, which we all need. We need that. Max Anders says, to avoid the unnecessary cost of undiscipleship, we must know the Bible so well that we think of its truths and apply them in life situations. It's hard work to memorize scripture. But if you think about it, we have all kinds of things memorized. Names, phone numbers, bank account numbers, and many other things that are important to us. We, we've got them memorized. How much more important is it to know the word of God so that we can experience God's blessing as we choose the right goals as life flows by and we're able to obey and experience the outcomes of progress, pushing forward toward the right goals and good success, wisdom that comes from God. What you'll discover as you try to memorize the scripture is that there's going to be a major resistance to storing it in your heart. It's probably from the flesh, from yourself, but also from the enemy. He supercharges the resistance because he doesn't want you and I to experience the blessing of knowing and doing the word of God. It's key to obedience. Memorizing the scripture is key to our obedience of God. And so Satan doesn't want us to memorize scripture, so he comes against us. He, he distracts us. He, he breaks our concentration. He doesn't allow us to focus and, and remember <laughs> the word of God that we're trying to memorize. So what that means is we must fight for every inch of ground that we take 
in this world. In fact, the way this life is, obeying God is always a battle in this world. There was an incident in Jesus' life that occurred right before he started his public ministry. Satan was sent to test him. And we can learn a lot, of course, uh, from the way that Jesus handled the temptation. Matthew 4 says that Jesus was led up by the Spirit of God to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So he's incredibly hungry, I'm sure. And the devil comes to tempt him. And here's what happened. Matthew 4, 3 through 4. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread so you can eat. He's he's getting tempted at his very point of weakness and when he's most vulnerable. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus basically gives us a clinic here on how to overcome temptation. In verse 4, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 8.3. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He, he's, he's battling temptation and resisting it by quoting scripture, by bringing the truth of God to mind and what really is true, the perspective that God gives. It, it's interesting. Jesus responds to two more temptations in this passage with other verses of Scripture, with other verses from Deuteronomy to be exact. And so I'd encourage you to read Matthew 4, 1 through 11 and get the whole picture of what's going on in this and learn from Jesus how to battle temptation. This is how we use. He shows us how we use what we've memorized from Scripture to guard us against sin and temptation. And this is what I've learned to do. I have short short verses memorized that correspond with common temptations that I face, like anger. I come from a long line of overreactors, and I struggle with anger. And so I've memorized Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. This passage, if I bring it to mind when I'm about to let it blow and have a burst of anger, if I bring it to mind, it helps me avoid it because it's warning me of the damage that's done, not only to others, but the damage in my own heart and life as I give the devil an opportunity. And another translation says foothold. I don't want that. And so that that warns me of the impact of my anger, not only on the people that I'm getting angry with, but on my in my own heart and life as well. And so that that chastens me. It it helps me avoid the 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 sin of anger. Having scripture on your heart and mind is important for winning the battle 
against temptation and sin. And when you know the scripture, you can help others battle as well. I've been helping a close friend deal with very serious health, health problem recently. And because I had scripture memorized that relates to a lot of the emotions and struggles that they're going through, which we would all go through in the same instance, I could share those passages in real time with them, and it strengthened them, and it encouraged them a great deal in that moment. If I hadn't had them memorized, I would have to, I I just wouldn't have been able to share them in the same way. Not because they're my words, but they are God's word, which has the power to make help us make progress and bust through the potential strongholds in our lives as we're dealing with traumatic situations. The Word of God has power that my words don't have. If Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It It's piercing to the division of joints and marrow, of soul and spirit, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. As I share passages, as I read passages, as I bring them to mind, passages that I've memorized, they pierce to the the thoughts and intention of my heart. It's like a sword that God uses to open me up and operate in me and really help me to see what's really going on and what what I should choose to put my faith in rather than what I might typically do. So scripture memory is crucial. It's so important to store up the word of God in our heart. It strengthens us, it encourages us, and it guards us from sin. If we want to gain the full benefit of following Christ, we have to take the time to be quiet before the Lord. Thad last week talked about how Jesus in the morning went out to a lonely place and there he prayed. He he thought things over. He thought about his life. He he poured things what his concerns out to God. And we need to find that same kind of place and it needs to be a pattern in our life where we're finding a quiet place to go without the distraction of a TV or a radio or an MP3 player. Turn off Turn off the radio in your car when you're driving around alone and just think about what's going on. Try to memorize scripture in the car. That's a great way to do it. And because many of the, the, the TV shows, the movies, the MP3s, depending on what you're listening to, many of them inject artificial thoughts that aren't going to be helpful. And so we need to get away from them and Soak up the word of God, store it up, because it is going to lead us toward righteousness. 
These things can lead us away from righteousness. We need to know the Bible so well that we apply it to the circumstances of life as it flows by. We need to remember, following Christ is hard, but not following Christ is harder. (laughs) That's for sure. If we're careful to obey, we're doing righteousness. What's right before God is the best thing for us. And we experience his blessing as we obey him. Dallas Willard, who was a major Christian thinker and philosopher, he actually taught at USC for years, uh, University of Southern California. He was in the philosophy department. Here's what he said. To depart from righteousness is to choose a life of crushing burdens, failures, and disappointments, a life caught in the toils of endless problems that are never resolved. Here is the source of that unending soap opera, that sometimes horror show known as normal human life. The cost, in quotes, of discipleship, though it may take all we have, is small when compared to the lot of those who don't accept Christ's invitation to be a part of his company in the way of life. Jesus has shown us the way of life. And I want to invite you to be a part of the company in the way of life, as Willard says it, by memorizing and meditating and living the word of God out in your life by basing your life on the word of God, because that is fundamental (laughs) to experiencing the kind of life that God wants you to experience. Make a commitment to yourself to know the word of God so well that you think about it in life situations And so that the Holy Spirit can bring it to mind when you're tempted to sin. I'd suggest that you start memorizing uh, the passages that are most meaningful and helpful to you that relate to common temptations that you face. Give the time necessary to meditate on the scripture. Find a place of solitude where you can go and meditate and mull over the scripture uninterrupted. I want to give you some next steps as we wrap up, as as we tend to do. Um, and here, here are two next steps. God may have said something else to you, and, and I'd encourage you to follow through on what he said to you. But here, here are some next steps. My next step today is to commit to memorizing Scripture to obey it. Just commit. Make a decision that you're going to do whatever it takes to memorize the Word of God, and get it in your heart, to store it up in your heart so God can use it as as you deal with temptation and as the situations in life flow by. And then another <clears throat> step would be to memorize Psalm 119.11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's a key verse. And so I, I want to encourage you, follow through. That's why we do what we do in these messages, so that we can obey because the blessing is in the doing of God's word.
We see that in Joshua 1.8. You don't let it depart from your mouth. You memorize it. You meditate on it so that you're careful to do it. And then you experience the blessing of God as you make the right kind of progress in life. And as you experience good success or God's wisdom as life flows by, which helps you to make the right choices in the middle of even horrendous situations that you're facing. So I I just want to encourage you, set your heart to memorize the word of God and, and commit to it so that you can experience the blessing of it. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you so much for your kindness, your grace, and for the way you've shown us to live. And and Jesus, you showed us how to battle temptation and overcome it. Thank you for the clinic you gave us. And I pray that you'd help each of us to set out in their heart to commit to memorizing the scripture so that we can do it and find the blessing that you intend for us to have in this life. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.